Well, a bucket binder is just a term that I made up, um, but it refers to a place to collect all the important documents that your family will need when you kick the bucket. So <laughs> I'm trying to bring a little levity to a really kind of serious and not so happy topic, but I, I feel like if, if we can't laugh about it, you know, what are we going to do? Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview thoughtful, inspiring, and influential guests who are changing the way we think about what is possible in our lives, especially as we age. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager, and I'd love to hear from you, my listeners. Leave me a comment on ZestfulAging.com. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker, a guest on Zestful Aging. Her CD, Buffalo Motel, is out now, and you can find out more about her on judybanker.com. Well, as always, I've got my little Jack Russell Sparky right by my side taking his morning nap. So let's begin. We have a really great interview for you today. We're going to be speaking with Carrie Luteran, who's a professional organizer, speaker, and an interior designer based in upstate New York. She provides personalized organizing and design solutions for women navigating their big life changes. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Nicole. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. This is really interesting. Um, I've seen a lot of people on social media uh, talking about what to do with their important papers and even this whole idea of, you know, facing our mortality and knowing that uh, we're going to be leaving our belongings and our directives with whoever's going to be taking care of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so you are really getting into doing these things called bucket binders. Yes. Can you, yeah, tell me what a bucket binder is. <laughs> well, a bucket binder is just a term that I made up, um, but it refers to a place to collect all the important documents that your family will need when you kick the bucket. So <laughs> I'm trying to bring a little levity to a really kind of serious and not so happy topic. But I, I feel like if, if we can't laugh about it, you know, what are we going to do? Right. I guess mm -hmm. I, I missed that. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I thought it meant like all your stuff in a bucket. So that's I mean, uh, yeah. it has multiple meanings, I guess, however I you want to interpret it. <laughs> I see. So when you kick the bucket, it you know, mm -hmm. it has the same feel of Swedish death cleaning where, yes, you yes. know, really preparing people and thinking ahead and saying, mm -hmm. I don't want my my loved ones to be running around struggling trying to find my stuff. Exactly. It's really all about making it easy for whoever is going to have to take care of things. And for anyone who's gone through this experience, having a loved one die and being in charge of that, you know that it's really a process and there's a lot of things that need to be addressed. And having the bucket binder in place just makes that process easier for that person. And while you're grieving, right, you don't want to go walk to each bank and say, is yes. my loved one's account in here while you're grieving? <laughs> exactly. And you know, the whoever is going to be taking care of this is most likely the people that you love most in the world, you know, your 
probably your closest family. And, you know, why, why burden them with, you know, this process being more difficult than it needs to be? I see. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a loving gesture. Yeah, we can think about it as as the author of, you know, The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning says, it's you can think about it like it's a gift you're giving those people who are going to be left after you're gone. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That has a very poetic feel to it. So, right. what got you interested in end of life issues? Well, I went through this period in my life. I was kind of in my mid-20s. I was um in my first real job cuz I I went to college and grad school for many, many years. And um, I was kind of in my first real job and I was working um, at a hospital on uh, clinical research studies. I was working for a neurologist and most of his research was on treatments for um, people who have ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm -hmm. And um, for anyone who's familiar with the disease, it's just, it's really a brutal disease. Um, Most people pass away within about two to four years from the onset of the diagnosis. And um, yeah, I was there for several years. So I I had kind of a front row seat to a lot of people going through this process of, you know, degrading through this disease. Um, At that same time in my life, when I was working at that job, um, my father was also battling brain cancer. And, um, you know, he went through treatments and surgery and he actually passed away while I was working at that job. So I I went through this period of a few years. I was fairly young and I just felt like, you know, I was kind of surrounded by death, literally. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it I guess looking back on that, I think like, wow, I'm glad that time is over because it was really emotionally difficult. But um, it also demystified death for me a little bit. I I saw that death really is just a part of life. And I also saw that talking about it with your family and preparing for it really makes it easier for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And um, that those lessons kind of stuck with me. And now that I work as an organizer, I'm kind of combining those things and thinking, you know, how can people... Um, you know, being organized about this process, how can that kind of make the process easier? And um, really, I just want to like open up the conversation about this because I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I've had conversations with people uh, on the podcast and also in my family about the five wishes and mm-hmm. going through those. Yeah. Um, is that something that you've used as well? I have. And, um, you know, my mom has has filled that out and we've talked about it. And I think that that's a great tool for, you know, having the conversation with your family. And also I, I like five wishes because it really um, is in everyday language. Like it's easy to understand. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's, you know, that just makes it, um, you know, a little bit easier to complete and to to know exactly what you're, you know, what you're deciding on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. It's very accessible. Mm-hmm. And um, you're just writing things about how you want it to look. And yeah. it's a strange process, because you'd think it'd be 
um, I don't know, some people are afraid to to do this because they're afraid it's going to be like depressing. But I actually found it weirdly liberating. I don't know. What was your experience? I feel the same way. I think it's a topic that's hard for us to talk about. It's hard for us to think about. But when you do it, there's a kind of a lightness like, oh, I've I've made these hard decisions or I've thought this through and now I feel a little less fearful about it because I kind of know I know what I what I would like that to look like and mm-hmm. I've communicated that to the people who are going to be going through it with me and I think it just yeah there's a certain kind of freedom with that. Mhm. You know, you're talking about a couple different things, the practical aspects Mm -hmm. of leaving the paperwork, and we'll get into the categories in a moment, but leaving paperwork in order that, you know, we all need. But you're also talking about facing death and thinking about your own mortality and Mm -hmm. what you want to do with your body, your, you know, all these Mm -hmm. things after you die. Do you think that makes a difference in how we live if you if you're actually sitting down and thinking about your own death? Oh, I I think absolutely. And I think, um, you know, even though it's something we don't do a great job of in our culture here in the States, um, I, I think that you know, keeping that in mind, it's not depressing, but it it kind of lights a fire under us. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't have unlimited time here. And I, I think, as I was talking before about, you know, kind of being faced with mortality through my work and through the experience of losing my dad when I was fairly young, you know, it really changed my perspective. And I think that can be the case for anyone who you know, goes through this decision-making process and it's facing the fact that life is not, you know, your time here is not infinite. So make sure you're doing what you want to be doing and Mm -hmm. really try to make the most of your life. Mm, I think that's so important. And Mm -hmm. especially as we get older, you know, it's very clear that most of our life is behind us, kind of forces us to say, what do I prioritize? Because, I don't have time for, you know, I don't have time to waste. Yes, exactly. And it puts things in perspective, too, I think, with, I I mean, it's inevitable, the the annoyances of everyday life. But if you can kind of keep in mind, like, that really doesn't matter. Like, you know, I was doing laundry last night, and the dryer broke in the midst of all of that. And I had to, like, figure out what to do. And I was (laughs) really kind of frustrated (laughs) in the moment. And then I was like, you know, this really is unimportant. Like, Mm -hmm. even next week, I'm not even going to remember this. So let's not like get too upset about it right Mm. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have a lot of wet clothes hanging around your place right now? (laughs) I actually made an (laughs) impromptu trip to the laundromat. I see. Okay. But it was like not not my plan for the evening. No, right, right. I Mm -hmm. see. It's no secret that everyone's feeling pretty restless and unsettled right now. Our lives are upside down and the future is feeling pretty uncertain. 
But if you're anything like me, organizing my stuff can help me feel a little calmer. It's something I can do to help me feel a little more in control and in charge of my own life. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And Too Much Stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. We give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long exploratory, you know, super in-depth, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So, Being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. So tell us about, let's get back to the bucket binder. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the categories. I'm sure there's a lot of categories, but give us a little overview of what we might include in a binder for our loved ones organizing sure. our stuff. Sure. And um, before I jump into that, I think it's important to note that this is so personal. Um, everyone's situation is different, you know, financially and all of that. So um you know, this is really about kind of looking at your own life and and figuring out what what is going to be important for you to include. But mm-hmm. kind of the big categories, the first one I would say is financial, um, because this is often where you know a lot of documentation needs to happen and where um, you know the people in your life may be you know, taking over your bank accounts or they may have benefits coming to them upon your death. So making sure that the documentation is there um, for them to go through that um, is important. So obviously, um, I would say with the financial documents, just letting people know where you have money and, you know, how they can access it is the most important thing. So Mm -hmm. where are your bank accounts? What are your bank account numbers? You know, if you, what are all the credit cards that you have? I see. Um, Yeah, they're going to need to close all of those things out. And um, so for credit cards, I like to just take um, all of the cards that I have and make a photocopy of the front and the back because usually the, the information number where they would need to call to cancel that out is included. I see. But, um, but yeah, identity theft of the dead is really a thing. So you don't want like oh. accounts to be left floating out there, 
you know, too long after a person is gone. So um, it's important to let people know what accounts you have so that they can make sure that they're taken care of. Any type of investments that you have, obviously life insurance policies, um, things like your uh, auto and home insurance, um, you know, some of these things may need to be kept going depending on, you know, if the home is going to be kept by the family or if they're going to sell it, but they will at least need all of that information. Mm-hmm. And then things like if you are receiving any financial benefits, maybe you know through Social Security or through the military, your family will need to let these governing bodies know that the that you are gone and that that those um, need to be closed out as well. I see. I yeah. see. You don't want to keep getting those. The government doesn't like that. When no, the, the and recipient. they will. Yeah. And once they figure it out, um, uh-huh. you know, they will. If if money has somehow been received after a person has died, they will need to, you know, return that. Mm-hmm. So um, in a case where maybe that money is getting auto deposited into an account, and then I your see. family might be spending money out of that, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that they would need to know about. So they're that's- not. Great point. Yeah, yep. they're not spending money that they don't actually have. <laughs> I see. Mm-hmm. So really just taking a look at your whole financial picture, where, you know, money is and, um, you know, letting them know where to find that. Because as you mentioned at the top, if they don't know um, where, like what bank accounts you're using, they really have no other option other than to go from bank to bank mm. and, and ask the question. And obviously that's not something you want to leave people to have to do. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. So there, those are some categories. Are there any other categories yeah, that people like to include? Sure. So that's kind of the financial picture. But um, having your important documents, things like your birth certificate, social security card, passport, all of that, um, you might not want to keep it in your binder. Um, and storage of you know of the binder, I think, is is another important point to make. But um, you know, you might want to keep a photocopy in the binder um, uh-huh. and keep your, because I do um, recommend those type of important documents kept in like a fire safe of some sort in your home. Okay. So, um, or you could just have a list in the binder and let people know where to find that stuff. So again, they don't need to go digging through your file cabinet trying to find, you know, your military records because they want to have a military funeral for you. I mean, you have to provide proof of that oh, kind of stuff. Oh, I see. There's yeah. just a lot of paperwork there and administrative <laughs> details. There is, which is why, you know, this putting this binder together is is kind of a process in and of itself in terms of thinking through all this. But um, I think it's definitely, you know, time well spent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, any important documents like you know, divorce papers or vehicle titles, um, your checkbooks, where to find that stuff. Um, those are things to include as well. Mm-hmm. Um, another category I would say is kind of your final wishes and arrangements. So we touched on this a little bit, but like, you know, uh, your healthcare proxy information, um, your will, a a living will or advanced directive, like we had talked about five wishes. And then some people do pre-plan their own funeral services, or they may have a a burial plot or 
um, you know, place for their remains already set up. But you, obviously your family needs to know about that stuff. Mm-hmm. So keeping those records and, um, you know, where you have already made those arrangements, um, having having that information in the binder is important too. I see. Um, Do people leave personal notes sometimes in their binders? Yeah, for their- I think having a maybe a category for personal things. Um, you know, if there's, you know, if you want to write a letter to the people who are left, or if there's anything that um, you know you feel it's important for them to know in your absence. If you want to leave specific items to people, I mean, you might have a will, but you also may just have kind of smaller, more personal items mm-hmm. that you want, you know, it's important that, that someone um, in your life gets. I, I read an article about a woman who uh, actually had written a eulogy for her husband in the case that she may pass away first. She oh wanted to, yeah, she wanted to have, be able to speak a, as well um, mm. about him. So I think there's, there's a way of getting creative. Um, some people write their own obituaries. I mean, that sounds kind of funny, but. Oh um, my goodness. <laughs> but why not? That's right? really, you're really <laughs> prepping there. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're thinking and, ahead. And this is really taking it to the next level, but. <laughs> But doing this ahead of time gives you the the option of if if these things are important to you. I have a good friend who is a local photographer, and she one of um, her specialty areas is doing portraits. And a couple years ago, she had a woman contact her, and the woman was you know like in her eighties and kind of outside of her. She usually photographs like business owners and stuff. And so she asked the woman, can I ask why you're getting your portraits done? And she said, well, I don't want my high school picture in the paper when I die. Oh, and so, wow. yeah, she was having her obituary photo taken oh ahead of time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. That so, is, that's something. It is. And I I really <laughs> kind of admired that, like, to to be accepting about, yeah, this is going to happen, and a, pa- a picture is going to be put in the paper. Oh, and, my god! And it gives you the option to make the decision. Like, I want this to look a certain way, so because I'm thinking ahead, I can I can have that happen that's, the way I want it. That's priceless. You know, I was thinking, mm-hmm. too, if you have a pet, you mm-hmm. might also want to put in, right, vet, vet contact Absolutely. and meds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think a a category for um, contact information for any important, you know, people or services in your life. So obviously, um, you know, your attorney and your financial advisor would be important people that your family will need to probably speak to. But yeah, also things like, um, you know, yeah, whoever takes care of your pets or the people who mow your lawn or are... Like around here where we live, we have a lot of snow and most people have a snow removal service. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if someone's going to be taking over your property, they are going to probably need to either keep those services going or if there's going to be a home sale, they're going to need to let them know to stop those things. So, again, just just Mm -hmm. letting them know, you know, all of that that's that's happening, you know, with your home is also really helpful. 
Now, I'm sure you get this question a lot, but I can imagine that if um, you're in a partnership um, or a marriage or mm -hmm. what, what have you, that one person might be more eager to do this than the other, and oh, yeah. perhaps uh, that person might be wanting to convince their partner that it's important, and and maybe there's some resistance there. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice about how to get your partner on board? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's, you know, like when I work with folks who are decluttering and getting organized in their home, that's often the case where one person is, you know, maybe more resistant to the process than the other. And in that case, I always say you have to kind of lead by example. You know, you can't mm -hmm. force someone else to do that. Mm -hmm. But in the case of, you know, compiling your end of life, paperwork and what your wishes are, um, this really is important and it's really going to impact your partner in a major way. You know, mm -hmm. they are going to be the ones taking care of it and um, they don't want to be burdened with it being a really difficult process. So I think if you mm -hmm. can just open up that conversation in that way and say, you know, if, if you go first, I'm going to be in charge of this. So there are some important things we need to discuss. And certainly not everyone is going to be, you know, writing their own obituary or getting their photo <laughs> taken or taking it to that level. But at least mm -hmm. in terms of like the real practical financial aspects, um, I think that it's, it's so important to have that conversation with your partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just need to keep revisiting it. And um, maybe initially there's a lot of resistance, but you can kind of, you know, over time, you know, continue having the conversation. It's probably not going to be something you, you cover one time and it's and you've discussed everything. I see. So mm. what are the logistics of this actual binder? Are you talking about just like a a college three mm -hmm. ring? Uh-huh. And, and I mean, it can be as really the format is not as important. So um, this can be as, you know, basic as you want it to be. It could just be a three ring binder. Um I just I do most of my banking and stuff online, but I just print out a statement, you know, maybe once or twice a year and hole punch it and stick it in there. It can really be that easy. For some people, you might not want the binder. You might do this in a filing cabinet and have, you know, a certain set of files that contains all this information. Mm -hmm. You could do it all in a box. The format is not as important as compiling things in one place and then also letting people know about it and letting them know where to find it. Obviously, you don't want to do mm -hmm. all this work and then have them not even know that <laughs> right. it exists. You don't want it to be some kind of scavenger hunt to find this thing. Exactly. So have right. the conversation, show them what it looks like, show them where you stored it. Um, I have had people ask me about... Um, you know, is there any danger in having all of this information in one place in, in the off chance that like my home is broken into? But, you know, I, that's something that we all have to decide on personally. But, you know, I think this is something that uh, no thief is going to be looking for this in your home. Mm -hmm, and it's probably mm -hmm. going to be, you know, just set on a bookshelf somewhere and, um you know, I don't I don't think it's really that risky to do this. All of this information is in your house somewhere anyway. So um, 
And I, I actually know someone who works in um, like disaster preparedness. And she actually mentioned, you know, if you live in an area where you might have to evacuate your home quickly, having this type of binder or box or whatever of all your important information could be really useful in that situation oh, as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. You just so grab, you to, and grab it and go. Exactly. If you had to leave mm-hmm. suddenly, you would have all of that information about all your accounts and everything um, in one in one place. So that we could think about it in terms of preparing for that, too. That sounds really important. You mm-hmm. know, it reminds me of this uh, interview I did last year with uh, a woman uh, who founded something called the Coffin Club in mm. New Zealand. And what they do is they decorate their coffins in very highly personalized. Oh uh, one person did Elvis Presley uh, all over decoupage. And I wonder if there's room to be to sort of make this more fun. We talked about the levity of, you know, the the bucket binder. I mean, it could be a lovely kind of craft project that really expresses what your life was about and how you want to be remembered and actually, you know, bring some art to it. That's I, I love that. I am a paper crafter myself. So yeah, the the idea of this being kind of like a hybrid scrapbook, you know, mm-hmm. is is really kind of cool. So yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of personalization that could go into this mm-hmm. process and making it a little bit fun, maybe take some of the, you know, depressing element out of it too. Mm-hmm. So um, I say whatever works, you know, for people personally. And, you know, it it can be very basic and straightforward, or it could be, you know, something that really is like a reflection of you and your personality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I think that could be a lovely class is to, to make this your art, you know, this is sort of your final going away gift. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) I saw it's that's your final it. message to it's everyone. It's your final so. state, yeah, expression mm-hmm. of life. Yeah. Um, so talk about, if you would, just some just some last pieces of advice for those of us who are going to, you know, listen to this podcast and say, wow, mm-hmm. what a great mm-hmm. idea. This is something I really need to do. Mm-hmm. But it's a little overwhelming to get started and we're all sure. busy and running around. So can we talk about first baby steps in the direction of having a bucket Absolutely. binder? Absolutely. I think um, really just I, I think the most essential elements are probably the um, financial documents Mm -hmm. and, you know, the important paper, like, you know, your um, birth certificate and all of that, where to find those things. So even if you just start with that, you know, printing out something from your, you know, printing out a bank statement, putting it in there, um, where your life insurance policies, you know, what are the benefits you're receiving? Um, Even just, you know, typing or writing out a list of what accounts you have and where they can be found. I mean, that's really just a good starting place. So um, I would say, you know, you can always expand it into, you know, the more personal side, but really just the, um, the real practical aspects of your finances, Mm -hmm. I think is, is the most important. And your, um, if you do have a will or, um, you know, an advanced directive and that type of thing, 
people should, those are important documents people are going to need as well. So either slipping them in or letting them know where those can be found. I love that this really addresses sort of the practical aspects mm-hmm. of, you know, life and death, but also some real emotional aspects about what do I, you know, what do I want to leave? How do I want to uh, gift this to my loved ones? Mm-hmm. You know, my legacy. Mm-hmm. There's just so many parts to this. Absolutely. And um, one last thing that we haven't really touched on yet, but um, technology has added a whole uh, another level to this as well. So letting people know your passwords or where to find your passwords so they can log into your online accounts is also an important point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's great advice. Yeah. I can't even remember my passwords. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I recommend using um, some type of password keeper. You know, there are online services that, that are very secure that keep all of mm-hmm. your passwords in them. And then you only need to let people know, you know, the one password to get into that. And then they would have access to everything. But mm-hmm. also, can they unlock your phone? Can they log into your computer? They're probably mm-hmm. going to need to do that. So, um, yeah, leaving that that information is important mm-hmm. as well. That's that sounds very important. Mm-hmm. Where can people find out more about you, Carrie, and the services that you offer? Sure, the best way is on my website, which is prettyneatsolutions.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've been teaching this class, the um, bucket binder class? I have, and I, I gave everyone a pat on the back for attending a class about death and paperwork. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's really the two things nobody wants to deal with. Oh, but, that's um, funny. Yeah, but the fact that people did show up and are interested in this, I think, just speaks mm-hmm. to the fact that, um, you know, this is an important topic, and, and people are recognizing that... Um, you know, there are preparations that need to be made. So mm-hmm. I was happy to see that. And I think it's really wonderful that you bring your sense of humor to this. I, I think we have to, right? <laughs> this is so yeah. serious. We got to laugh about it a little bit. Thanks so much for talking to us about this. It's really important. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm confident that our listeners will go out to their local uh, office supply store, <laughs> yes. get a binder, and just start. I think just it's start, something, yeah. once just you start, start, it might, uh, you know, be easier to continue adding to it. Yes, just start and just mm-hmm. start having the conversations with your loved ones. That's really the important part. That's great advice. Thanks so much, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at nicolechristina.com. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. <music>